This week is Parsha Shmois, and we're starting a new Chumash, and starting a new era in the year, a new part of the year, where Vayechi closes pretty much the Avoy Saktoshim, Avram Yitzhak Yaakov, and it ends with the passing away of Yaakov Avinu, the passing away of Yosef HaTzadik, and now the Jews are sort of on their own. They're in Mitzrayim. And the beginning of a 210-year exile. And the, the Parsha tells us about Moshe Rabbeinu, Aaron HaKoyen, who eventually are going to end up rescuing, taking the Jews out of Mitzrayim. But it begins, the, the Gemara makes a famous statement that Hashem is always makdim derefua to the tzara. Hashem always prepares the cure for the, for the problem and provides it beforehand. We saw in, towards the end of last week's parsha that Yosef HaTzadik said to the Jewish people, don't forget me when you leave here, take my bones with, me, with you out of Mitzrayim. And the Pasuk there mentioned several times, May Hashem remember you. Hashem should remember you. And it's brought that Yosef HaTzadik had given the Jews a secret that when a leader comes along and he knows, he, he knows the secret then he's the one that's qualified to be able to take you out of Mitzrayim. And this term, pokoid, the Sfarim tell us, makes up the letters that precede the word tsara. Tzadik, and before a tzadik you have a pei, before a resh you have a kuf, before a hey you have a dalit. This concept of Hashem being makdim the refuah to the tsara, that Hashem, that in this word, pokoid yivkoid eschem was a secret telling the Jewish people that there's going to come a time that there's going to be a leader, the right leader, that's going to be able to take us out of this incredible golos. Now, we mentioned this in the past, but this week it plays to, to repeat it, that wherever Klal Yisrael goes, that's where the Shekhinah is. It's brought that during the time of Sora Imenu, the Shekhinah, the divine spirit of Hashem, was called Sora. During the time of Rivka, the divine spirit of Hashem was called Rivka. When the Jews went down to Mitzrayim, even though Mitzrayim, the term Mitzrayim means Metzar, prison, imprisonment, constriction, the, the Arizal says that we went down, the Shekhinah went down with us, and we'll see more about this as we continue. The Arizal reveals that the word Mitzrayim is Bigimatria Shekhinah. That we're going down to this tremendous Yerida, Hashem is not forgetting us by any means. Exactly. Hashem says, I'm with you in your struggle, in your difficulty. Now, last week's Parsha, one of the highlights of last week's Parsha was the Birkas Yaakov, Yaakov Avinu giving blessings to his children. However, if you recall, the first three children weren't, weren't exactly blessed. There was blessing in there, but there was rebuke, there was reprimand. <clears throat> and the Medrash begins with this. The Medrash quotes the famous Pasuk in Mishle, chapter 13, <laughs> A person who withholds the rod hates their, their child. And a person who loves their child, gives the person, gives the child Musa, points out to the child when they're doing something wrong, when they made a mistake. And, and the, the, the Gemara says on this, this comes to teach us 
שכל המיני הבנוי מן המרדוס, any person who withholds punishment from a child, סויף יוצא לתרבוס רע. The end will be that that child, חס ושלום, will go off the right path, will go into חס ושלום doing bad things, this sign ehu. And, and there are people that think that you withhold punishment, the kid will love you more. You know, a person punishes a child, of course they don't like. It's not true. It's not true at all. The Torah promises this sign ehu. And, and unfortunately, we see this in our generation. Because the Gemara makes a famous statement, There are certain things which we don't see with our eyes, we don't understand it, but our soul, our neshama, senses it. It senses it. A child on the outside looks or hears a parent tell, pointing out that they did something, doing something wrong. On the surface, nobody likes to hear that. Nobody likes to hear that. But deep down inside, deep down inside, every single one of us has a part of Hashem inside of us. <coughs> Hashem is emes, Hashem is truth. So deep down inside, every one of us has this nekuda of emes that knows when something is true and when it's false, when something is real or it's unreal. And, and when a person is being rewarded, despite the fact that they don't deserve it in any way, Sometimes the people will take it. People will accept a gift. Oh, who doesn't want? The person's meet a guy in the street. He says, here, I have an extra $100 bill. Take it, please. Thank you, great. But somewhere inside of the person, the Gemara tells us that a person who's, who's eating something that's not their own, something that's not theirs or something that they didn't earn in any way, there's a feeling of shame that goes along with that. The person is ashamed and embarrassed that I'm, 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 taking, I'm taking charity, I'm a freebie, I'm, I'm getting a freebie, that kind of thing. There's this mixed feeling. And he, exactly, a person wants their own thing more than sometimes somebody else will give them double. I want mine. What's mine? What I have a feeling and a sense that I earned, that I did something to deserve it, that kind of thing. And here the measure says that we have the case of Dovid Amelech. Dovid HaMelech, who is so special, the fourth leg of the throne of Hashem, the seventh one of the shepherds of the Jewish people, the one who Hashem said, my kingdom is tied to him. The, the, the Malchus of Hashem is connected to the Malchus of Dovid HaMelech. And yet we find his, his son Avshalim, Avshalim, who is one of the sons of Dovid HaMelech, not only went off the path, but he wanted to kill Dovid HaMelech, he took 10 of Dovid HaMelech's wives, you know, and it went so far and caused Dovid HaMelech to have to run for his life to leave Yerushalayim barefoot, barefoot and crying. For a person to have an idea what kind of repercussions we're talking about here. That a person thinks, oh, I made a little mistake. Oh, I didn't, you know. A person needs to know an opportunity. Although, although Rabbi Nachman warns and this was his final gift to Klal Yisrael. The last shear that Rabbi Nachman gave to Klal Yisrael, he passed away Chalamayt Sukkot. The Rosh Hashanah before that, he was very, very sick, coughing up blood, but he still spoke. And, and he, the, the topic he spoke about was rebuke. And he said, even though we know this is a mitzvah saseh in the Torah, 
rebuke, rebuke your friend. Not just once, it says twice. And the Gemara says the fact that it says it twice tells us afilu mea palmim. That there are times you're going to correct a person twice, it's not going to be enough. So what? Say it a hundred times. But it's got to be amisecha. It's got to be someone you like, a friend. There has to be that clear message of, that it's coming from a place of friendship, not putting somebody down, not pushing somebody away, but rather it's rehabilitation. It's to bring the person close. Because I love you, because I know you could do better. If I thought, if I didn't think highly of you, then I'd know that you're bad. So you, bad people do bad things. The fact that I'm pointing out to you something that you're doing wrong is because I know you're not bad. You're good. And, and this item you're doing is a mistake. We have the famous story in the Gemara where the Gemara says Rabbi Meir lived in a neighborhood where there were people of Biryoni. Biryoni means very rough people who, who made him suffer. They, 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 they caused a lot of suffering to him. And at one point, Rabbi Meir's wife, Bruria, saw her husband in intense tefillah. And she said, probably you're davening about this problem and probably you're pleading with Hashem to get rid of them to get rid of them. And you could be basing it on a Pasuk in Tehillim where it says, Yitamu chatoim in Oretz, Aidenam. But she said, the Pasuk says, Yitamu chatoim. It says, may sins come to an end, not sinners. Veloi choitem. It doesn't say, may the sinners come to an end. And, and proof is, it says, Urishoim Oidenam. They will no longer be Rishoim. If they stop doing sins, they won't be Rishoim anymore. Why don't you pray for that? And the Gemara says, he did, and they turned around. They turned around. We see the power of tefillah, we see the power of Avas Yisrael, we see the power of toichacha sometimes, that sometimes we assume that a person realizes what they're doing, they realize that they're bothering me in doing this, and they're still doing it. And sometimes you approach the person the right way, and you point out, you don't realize you're doing something, it might be a good thing, but you're hurting other people in the process, so you're bothering somebody. And if it's pointed out in the right way, the person can get the message. And then the Medrash gives another example, the, the example of Shloimei HaMelech. Shloimei HaMelech is referred to in the Torah as the wisest of all men. And yet the Torah tells us that his mother, Batsheva, had to rebuke him at one point. When Shloime HaMelech married the, the, the Bas Paroi, the daughter of Paroi, that came at the same time as the completion of the Beis HaMikdosh. The completion of the first Beis HaMikdosh that was built in Eretz Yisrael. This was such an incredible celebration for Klal Yisrael and for the world, a world celebration. And it's brought that he married Bas Paroi at the same time and she was competing. She brought a thousand types of music, all kinds of different things, to compete with the holy light of, of, the, of, the, of the new Beis Hamikdash that was built. And the Gemara says that as a result of this, he ended up, she, she, she put in, in the room that he was sleeping, she put a mat with all kinds of super precious stones so that a person lying down looking up, it would look like the stars, so that he would think it's still nighttime when it was actually day, and caused him, to, the, the way it's described, caused him to wake up late. Shloime HaMelech woke up late. And that was the first time that the Korban Tomid was brought four hours in the day, late. 
and, and the Torah says that Batsheva, his mother, rebuked him for this, even though we know that his intentions were 100% pure. The Sifrei Kabbal explained that Shloim HaMelech saw what his father had accomplished, what Dovid HaMelech had accomplished, and Dovid HaMelech was the 14th in the line of lineage from Avraham Avinu, corresponding to the 14th, 14th day of the month. Shlom HaMelech was the 15th generation from Avram Avinu. 15th means like a full moon. When, when the Malchus was at a peak, and Shlom HaMelech had thought that if he would marry the daughters of each one of the different kings at the time, by doing that, bringing them into Klal Yisrael and bringing them under his guidance, this would be a ticken for the whole world. But still we see that even by Shlom HaMelech, the Torah says, that no one, the smartest person in the world, cannot deviate one hair from what the Torah says. The Torah says a king has, a, everyone has boundaries. The boundary for a king is 18 wives. He exceeded that even with, with, with the great knowledge that he had. There, there was, a, there was a, a negative result that came out of it. And here the Medrash concludes that Yaakov Avinu also towards the end of his life, even though we're told that Yaakov Avinu, all of his sons were tzaddikim. Avram Avinu had a Yishmoel. Esav had an Esav. About Yaakov Avinu, I'm sorry, Yitzchok Avinu had an Esav. By Yaakov Avinu it says, Mito Shlema. And still, Mito Shlema, it wasn't, there was something, it wasn't completely perfect. On their level, it's not the way it appears to us. Remember, there's different levels in Torah. There's Pshat, Remez, Drush, Soim. We read the story of Yosef Tzadik and his brothers, and we think that these are guys living today. Of course, everybody knows there's family feuds. This wasn't family feud that we're familiar with. These were incredible tzaddikim. They are the founders of Klal Yisrael. They represent the 12 tribes, correspond to the 12 months of the year. They correspond to the different names of Hashem, incredible levels of holiness. But on their level, on their level, there was something that needed to be corrected. And we see that Yaakov Avinu did it. It's, not, it's, it's shown, in the Torah was shown, that even those kind of people, there is this, there's room for, for correction, there's room for the Toichacha. The Gemara says many times, Lemai Nafkami, now why are we telling you this? Lemi boy Rachmi, to know, people ask many times when it comes to speaking to Hashem, Hispiridus, those people who, who realize that this is so important, so precious, but I talk for three minutes and I'm finished, what, what? I don't have more, I don't have that much to say. This is one of the things that a person could speak to Hashem about, to beg Hashem to give us the guidance, those of us that have children or grandchildren or a spouse or a friend, to be able to know when is the right time, when is the wrong time, what's the right way to do this, what's the right way to teach someone that they'll accept it in a good, healthy, positive way. And chas v'shon, we know if it's done the wrong way, it causes, it brings the opposite result. The Gemara says that even the case of Elisha Novi, great tzaddikim, the, the, a, who pushed away a student who was terrible, Gehazi, who did terrible things, but he pushed him away with both hands, he was punished for it. There, there's always this concept of smoil doicha, with the weaker hand pushing away, with the stronger hand bringing close. And a person says, how in the world can we as human beings, the answer is, you're right, we can't. Without divine assistance, there's no way in the world that a person can get this right. 
And, and Hashem doesn't expect us to. Hashem expects us to ask for help. The Gemara says, B'chol yoyim v'yoyim yitzroi shelodom isgaber olav. U'b'chol yoyim v'yoyim yitzroi shelodom ischadish olav. The Yitzhahara is an angel. And every day he comes back new and improved, stronger. V'ilmolei ha-Kodesh Baruch Hu Oizroi lo-yochoi Without divine assistance, can't possibly defeat him. But ask for it. But we have to ask for it. To ask Hashem, give me the assistance. We're three parents. There aren't two parents. A child doesn't have two parents. There's three parents. The Gemara says that the father provides the bone structure. The mother provides the flesh and blood. And Hashem puts the battery inside. Hashem puts the neshama inside. The most important thing. So Hashem, Hashem is involved. He's inside. But, but sometimes we need to ask for, we need to show, there's a Pasuk in Mishli, I believe, loy lachachomim lechem, that smart people, intelligent people, don't have bread. They don't have what to eat. So my Rebbe, one of my Rebbe's, Rebbe Michael Dorfman, once says, just because he's a chacham, he, he deserves to be punished not to have what to eat? And he said, it's, it's not exactly like that. Hashem says, if you're such a chacham, then you can take care of yourself. I'll help the people that need my help. If you don't feel that you need my help, I'm not looking to impose myself on anybody. I'm not looking to push myself in. If somebody opens a door, if, Hashem, if a person makes it clear to Hashem, Hashem, I need your help. We say in the morning in Tachnon, V'anachnu We don't know what to do. Our eyes are turned to you. We're looking to you for help. We're looking to you for guidance. If a person realizes this, this and does this, they're inviting Hashem. And if not, they're not including Hashem. Now, this, this Golos Mitzrayim lasted 210 years. Person, which means there was 210 years of suffering. suffering. Now, we know today... There's all kinds of, there's sometimes a person has a certain illness, and, and the illness normally lasts a certain amount of time, 10 days, 2 weeks, and sometimes there's a medicine, the person takes a medicine, and it can shorten the amount of time that the person's sick. There are many people that, that, that get sick, and they go to a doctor, and the doctor prescribes the medicine, and they go to the pharmacist, and they buy the medicine, and then they put her on the shelf, they don't take the medicine. So somebody once says, I don't understand, I, wh- why are you doing this? So he says, I'll, I'll explain it to you simple. I go to the doctor, and I pay the doctor, because the doctor has to make a living. I go to the pharmacist, and I purchase the medication, because the pharmacist has to make a living. And I don't take the medicine, because i I got to stay alive too. I want to live. <laughs> now, now, there, there, are, there are cases where a person knows that the, the nature of this flu is two weeks. With the medicine, without, and when I get the medicine, the guy says, take this medication for two weeks and you'll be okay. And, and with the medicine, without the medicine, sometimes it would have been the same result. But, but in the case of Hashem, if we're talking about Hashem, a person would say, Hashem, a, 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 a woman it take, takes nine months of pregnancy to produce a child, Hashem can make it, make it happen in nine days, or nine hours, or nine minutes. And if, we, if, we, if, if Hashem understood that we needed to go through certain suffering, it had to last such a long time, hundreds of years? And the answer of the Zohar HaKadosh says that there are two psukhah <coughs> that seem to be contradictory. 
There's a pasuk that says, "Kel zoyim b'chol yoyim." Hashem gets angry every day. Kel zoyim b'chol yoyim. And there's a pasuk, "Chesed kel kol hayoyim." Hashem is kind all day. Which is it? And we're using the same name of Hashem. We know by Hashem there's a midas chesed. Here we're saying this same kel is zoyim is angry. And the same, you're telling me it's chesed, which is it? And the Zohar Kodesh answers that, that Hashem's chesed kel kol hayoyim in the, in the fact that he's zoyim b'chol yoyim. A person has a $10,000 debt and he's told if you don't pay up by this and this debt, and if the person who, the lender says, listen to me, I understand, I know, I know your situation, I know 10,000 is not something that you can come up with right now. I know you can't come up with 5,000. I know you can't come up with 1,000. But can you pay $100 a week? Give me $100 a week or $100 a month. That you definitely can do. And, and that many times can alleviate the whole problem. And here the Zohar Kodesh tells us, and the Medrash tells us here, that because Hashem loves the Jewish people, and, and he knows what we need, he knows what we need, there are times that Hashem stretches it out because he knows if he would give us the full brunt of what was, we couldn't survive it. We couldn't survive it. When you're stretching out the Duchuba? Stretching out, stretching out the punishment no, sometimes. That instead of hitting us with a $10,000 fine, he gives us $100 a week. That a person's undergoing difficulty, struggle, and it lasts a certain length of time, which the person can handle, rather than clobbering the person, the with with the full brunt in, in one shot, which none of us would be able to handle. Chas so the chas itself is a chesed. The fact that it's kel zoyim bechol yoyim every day, meaning it's not one day, it's every day. It's over a period of time. That's the chesed kel kol hayoyim. That's showing that. But hitting me with a $100 bill is a lot different than telling me I owe 10000 Completely different world. Now, the, the Medrash gives, tells us a story that Rabbi Avohu, Rabbi Avohu was one of the very respected Tanoim it's brought that even the Goyim had tremendous respect for him. <clears throat> and he once was met a tzedoiki, that tzedoikim were ones who didn't really respect the rabbis. And he said to this, he was, he, somehow they were engaged in conversation, and he told them, you should know that there's a rabbi, Rav Safra, and he is an Adam Godel, he's really a great person. I believe if this is the same Rav Safra, the Gemara tells a story about him, about his level of honesty, that there's a pasuk v'doiver emes bilavavoi, that a person should tell the truth in their heart. How do you tell the truth in your heart? What does that mean? Truth comes out of your mouth. So the Gemara tells a story that somebody once approached him, they wanted to buy something from him, and he was in the middle of tefillah at the time at a place that he couldn't talk out. And the person offered a price, and Rav Safar heard it, and he accepted it in his mind. But he couldn't talk, he didn't say anything. The person saw he wasn't answering, the person upped the price. 
and he did this multiple times, double, triple, because the person obviously really needed it. When Rav Safra finished davening, he said, it's yours at the original offer that you made. The guy looked at him like he's nuts. You know, what kind of... He said, the Torah says, In my heart, I accepted your first offer, even though I didn't say anything. Nothing in writing. I didn't even say anything. I'm willing to go with that. The fact that it was Machshobi, he could have taken it back? He could have. Oh. He didn't want to. Uh, no, te- technically, halacha-wise, he wasn't obligated necessarily. But the fact that in his mind he wanted to go the extra, the <coughs> extra distance. The Torah, the Gemara speaks about this, but that a Yid should strive for this kind of madrega. Not only that I'm careful not to let anything, a lie come out of my mouth, or if I make an agreement, if I say I'm going to do something, to, to stick to my word. But even if a person thought to, to, to respect that also. Because everything the Zohar Kodesh reveals, everything that takes place in this world goes through three stages. Machshava, Dibur, Maisa. Sometimes we see it, and sometimes the Zohar says, you don't even see it. The person thinks for a moment, I think I'm going to go buy something, I'm going to go next door. I didn't tell anybody, I didn't say anything about it. The person doesn't realize that there was Dibur somehow. Sometimes you can feel it, sometimes you don't even feel it. But it has to go through those three stages. So each one of the three is important. So now the Medrash says, that, that because Rabbi Avohu said that this Rav Safra is a great person, they released him from paying taxes for 13 years. Mm-hmm. Now, one day, this Tzedoiki saw Rav Safra, and he said to him, I heard you're a great person. I want to ask you a question. There's a Pasuk in the Torah, in the Novi, that says, Rak eschem yodati mikoil you, the Jewish people, are the only ones that I know, and Rashi says, I know means that I love, out of all the families of the world, out of all the nations, Therefore, I'm going to hold you liable and responsible for all your sins. He said, someone who has somebody that he loves, that, that's what he does? Rav Safra didn't say anything, didn't answer him. So this tzedoiki took out a kerchief, put it around his neck, around Rav Safra's neck, and started choking him. Wanted to kill him. Because here again, I was told you're such a great guy, I ask you a question in Navi, not in Gemara, in Navi, in Avim, and, and you don't have the answer. So he's going to kill him? He, he, wanted, he was so upset, enraged, that he gave him a release. He, 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 got a, he gave him a release from paying taxes for 13 years, who knows how much we could have collected from this guy, and you know. So Rabbi Avo came, happened to come along, and he sees this, and he says, why are you torturing him? So he said to him, didn't you tell me that he's a great person? I asked him a Pasuk, a Pasuk in Navi, and he didn't know. So Rabbi Avo said, I told you he's a great person, He's a great person in knowledge of the Torah Shabal Peh, of the order of the oral Torah. I didn't say that he knows Tanakh, that he knows the Nevi'im. So he said, then how come you know it? In other words, implying that he had asked Rabbi Avohu questions like this, and Rabbi Avohu had answered him. He said, I'll tell you why. I 
find myself many times in the company, in your company, in the company of tzedakim and non-Jews who study Bible. So I have to be familiar with this. I know I have to know this to be able to respond to your questions. He is not in that kind of community at all. He's involved in studying Torah Shabbat. He's in a kolel. They learn Gemara. They don't learn Tanakh. So he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not that well involved in that. So the Tzadoyki turned to Rabbi Yavo, so, so could you answer my question? And he said, definitely. The answer is, based on what we said before, you have a person who two people owe him money. One person owes him, they both owe the same amount of money. One person owes 10,000, the other person owes 10,000. The one who's his friend, he's willing to allow him to give him terms of payment. The one who he doesn't like, he says, no, 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 one shot, I wanted a one shot. And that's this concept where sometimes we see Rishoim in this world seemingly having it easy, Hashem allowing them, not registering, not exacting punishment for the things they're doing wrong, because Hashem doesn't want it to give it piecemeal. He wants to give it chas v'shom, you know, in, in one large, large sum. The Zohar Kodesh, the, the Medrash that I'm reading from, is called Yalkut Sipurim. It's a Medrash, there's Yalkut Shemoini, there's Yalkut Sipurim. There are several Medrash, Medrashim, that gather together from many sources throughout the Gemara, Bavli, Yerushalmi, Zohar Kodesh, other Medrashim. Here the Medrash quotes the Zohar Kodesh, which says that Rabbi Yossi was once traveling, and Rabbi Acha Bar Yaakov was with him. And they were traveling, and Rabbi Yossi was was quiet, was quiet, and he was thinking about other things. He wasn't thinking about Torah. Ravacha was thinking thoughts of Torah at the time. Suddenly, Rabbi Yossi saw a snake coming towards him. And Rabbi Yossi said to Ravacha, do you see that snake? Did you see that snake that's coming? coming? Ravacha said, no, I don't see any snake. So Rav Yossi understood that snake is coming for me, not for him. He started running, and he fell, and his nose started bleeding. So Rav Yossi heard a voice from heaven that quoted this Pasuk that we just quoted. Rak eschem yodati mikoil You are the only ones who I love out of all the families in the world. Therefore, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold you accountable for your mistakes. So Rabbi Yossi said, imagine if this is what happens for a, to a person who stops thinking of Torah just for a, a small, small period of time, imagine those people who disengage completely from the Torah. And, and then he went on to say that the Pesach says, Ohafti eschem omar Hashem, Hashem says, I love you, ves Esav sonesi, whereas Esav, I hate. What does sonesi mean? And he said this, this, therefore I withhold the stick from them because Hashem isn't willing to settle for a stick. He wants something more, much more serious. And, and he said, Rabbi Yossi said, here again, a Talmud Chacham, people are on different levels. A person, Hashem, has different expectations from different people. A Talmud Chacham, who is immersed in Torah, and even when he's not sitting in front of a Sefer, 
can be thinking about Torah, Hashem holds him accountable, even when he's walking in the street, to make sure that his mind is connected, that he maintains that connection. The Medrash tells another story. This is during the time of Rabbi Akiva. One of the leaders of the Romans was Turnus Rappus, Turnus Rappus Arasha. And, and he said, Turnus Rappus asked, asked Rabbi Akiva, why does Hashem hate us? We're not such terrible people. And again, he quoted, your Torah says, this ace of you know, this So Rabbi Akiva thought for a moment, and he said, come back tomorrow, and I'll answer your question. The Medrash says the next day they met, and Rabbi Akiva was quiet. He wasn't saying anything. So Turnus Rappus thought, you know, maybe he doesn't have an answer for me. So Turnus Rappus wanted to start the conversation. So he said to him, tell me, what did you dream about last night? He asked Rabbi Akiva, what did you dream about last night? So he said, I, I had a dream, and I saw two dogs in the dream. One of them was Rufus, and the other one was Rufina. Now Rufus was Tunis Rupus's name, and his wife's name was Rufina. So Tunis Rupus got angry right away, and, and he said, you call your dogs, your, your, your do you're giving your do your, these dogs names after me and my wife? So he said, Rabbi Akiva said to him, I, I don't understand what you're getting so upset about. In what way are you different from a dog? A dog eats and drinks, a dog sleeps, and you eat and drink. A dog has babies, and you have babies. A dog dies, and you're going to die. And the fact that I... So, so you're not that different. And, and what are you angry about? You're angry that I called the dogs by your name. How angry should Hashem get, Hashem who's cr the creator of the world, and you take a tree and you call this God, you call this Elohim. You want to know why Hashem? That's why the Torah says that Hashem is angry. These are examples that the Medrash gives us that the, the Chachamim had the answers. They had the answers to the question. And the Torah has answers. If a person studies the Torah the right way, there, there are much more answers there than questions that we have. There are certain questions that the Torah says that the answers are not available today. That the Torah says that in the future, the future, the world is going to be filled with recognition of Hashem and knowledge of Hashem, much more than now. But in terms of the answers that are available, there's an incredible amount of information that's available in the Torah. There are people that, that comment sometimes that, what about women? Women, there are certain, we're told that women aren't supposed to learn Gomorrah, certain other things, so what are they supposed to do? And, and my rabbi, Rav Rosenfeld, once said that if the men would learn everything that the women are required to learn, they'd be busy 24-7. In other words, there's so much in, in halacha, in Yerashamayim, that the women also need to know how much more so in our case. Shem should help that we should be able, we should devote whatever time we do have to learning the Torah, to, to getting the answers to questions that we have, and to learning about questions that we didn't even think of. And to the Geul Shlema, we're starting to read about Mitzrayim, and the Torah says that we came out of Mitzrayim, and we see the Jews throughout all the generations, no matter how far down we go, no matter how difficult the challenge, 
always come out, Baruch Hashem. We should be zeichet to see the final gula with the coming of Mashiach. The binyan beis samitesh meher v'yameno amen. Amen.